Hello and welcome to the Rockdown Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Cheese, and this episode we are delighted to welcome Aria Goggin of Skindred to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. You are very, very welcome indeed. Um, now, as, as we kind of pre-warned you, we don't ask the kind of normal questions. Uh, the only thing we do do early on is um, if there's anybody who has been kind of living on another planet and doesn't know about Skindred, can you just kind of give us a bit of background to the band? Uh, we are the best band in the world. So um, Google that and you'll see a picture of Skindred. <laughs> well, there you go. That can't be better. That's absolutely perfect. I mean, I don't know. You'll probably Google best band in the world, and hopefully Queen should show up. But I'm sure, um, I'm sure Skindred's in there somewhere. Well, or, in, or possibly in Spinal Tap. Yeah, it's in my Google search. So, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're a ragger rock, metal, punk, hip hop, fusion rock band. Um, I've been around for about twenty years and got about seven albums out. Um, yeah, we've been making a noise for a while and enjoying what we do. So very lucky to be talking to people like yourself still into our career. So we appreciate it. Pleasure is all ours. And obviously in the show notes, we'll put all the links to their websites, Facebook and all that kind of good stuff. So people can find you if they're just hearing about you for the first time. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. So on with the questions, uh, if you could go back and see your 16-year-old self, what advice would you give him? Um, I'd probably say keep doing what you're doing. I'm pretty fortunate, lucky, however you look at look at it. I'm sort of I'm happy where I am with the band. I'd probably say practice a bit more, become a be- better musician. Don't believe that you know you don't need to do that. Um, you know, I don't really look back and have regrets like that, to be honest. You know, I'm not really one of those kinds of people. I think when you start going down that rabbit hole, it can be quite, uh, I don't know, quite, it's quite divisive, isn't it? When you start thinking about, you know, what do they say, hindsight is a, uh, is 2020. Always 2020. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, I, I mean, the advice I'd give to my younger self would probably be keep doing what you're doing, you know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you have to make mistakes in your life anyway, don't you? you don't, and that, that gets you on your journey, makes you who you are. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, as you say, if, if you're happy with where you are, I mean, I, I'm the same. I, I feel I'm in a very good place. And all those mistakes have, you know, have got you to that place. So it's all experience, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say in 2017, when you get to 37, you know, maybe lay off the cheeseburgers a bit more than you would have done when you were 27. <laughs> you know, maybe you that. You know, but you know, I think that's the same for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so outside of uh, drumming, um, what talent do you wish you had? Do you know what? I'd love to be able to sing. I know it's still in music, but I can't sing for shit. <laughs> like, like, I, you know, I can hold a note, I can hold a tune, but I've just always been marvelled with singers. You know, effortless singers who just open their mouth and it happens. It's just a, that'd just be an amazing gift to have, I think, you know? Yeah. I think you yeah. can train yourself to do that. I think you can take lessons, but that initial, when you open your mouth and you sing and that tone, that's yours. I don't know if you can craft that so much. It's like, you know, if someone wants to sing like Benji, I don't know if they can. And if someone wants to sing like Corey Taylor or Freddie, I just think these people have individual, you know, it's that character of your voice, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, and I think that. And that, you know, that would be just an incredible thing just to go, la, 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 and it sounded amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 and you are right, it is tone, because um, I, 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 I was blessed with perfect pitch as far as, you know, being able to hear a note and sing it back and, and everything. And as you say, uh, my singing is horrific. I, I, I can I can sing perfectly in tune, but nobody would pay. I mean, they would pay to make me stop, you know. So as you say, it is definitely tone, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's just something you're probably born with, right? That's just the luck of the draw. I think anyone, you know, you can train to be a singer, I think. I don't know, like the same way I think you can learn to play the drums or learn to play guitar, learn to play tennis. You know, I think everyone can do that, whatever they want to do. But having that individual tone, that individual thing inside you, I think is very special. And that's the unique, you know, it's no one sounds like David Bowie, do they? You know? No, no, absolutely. No, I, I agree it's, completely. Yeah. So I think that would be an amazing thing to have. And, or maybe like a really shit hot football player. And then I'd be really rich. <laughs> well, six. Seeing as you're actually, believe it or not, every other guest we've had has been uh, um, US-based or somewhere else-based, so I, I don't get to ask this question, um, which team do you support? Well, I mean, I don't really support that much, but I mean, I, I would support West Ham because that's my dad's team. So. Oh, okay. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the less said about that, the better, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, next question. What's the best gift that you've ever received? Oh, that's a good one, actually. I'll tell you what, it was actually recently, like my favourite film, or one of them, it's difficult to have your favourite, but my, you know, top five, top ten films is Big Trouble in Little China. Right. Absolutely love it, obsessed with it. So on my 40th birthday this year, my wife had this picture made. It's all like like bone, um, like marbled, uh, just this... I can't really describe it, but it's of his truck, the Port Chop Express. And she had this thing done with this artist that got all these nice marbling and different stones and they made it out of it. And I just thought it was a very thoughtful oh, wow. gift. Oh, I really love it, yeah. So I'm looking at it right now. I, don't, I can't see a picture of it, but it says the Port Chop Express. It looks like an old school pub sign. Right. That's the best way I can describe it. But it says the name of Jack Burton's truck, the Port Chop Express. And I think that's the best gift I've ever had. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. That's very yeah. cool. I've never, I've never seen the film. I must admit, it's not a film I've ever seen. Oh my god! All right, you need to get in there. It's incredible. <laughs> it's you know, do you like Kurt Russell? Uh, yeah, yeah, very much. So he's the best actor of all time, and it's the best film of all time. So with John Carpenter directing, it's you know, it's John Carpenter film. John Carpenter's all the music. It's a great film. So I've even got David Lopan, who's the uh, you know the evil. You know, the villain from the film, he's on my kick drum at the moment with Skin Dread. So really? that's how much that's how much I love the film, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh well I will I will check that out for sure. Yeah. I do actually like John Carpenter. I I am uh, not ashamed to admit I I absolutely love They Live. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, brilliant film. So Okay. Oh I I will definitely check that out then. Yeah, I mean I'll I'll, I'll see if I can put like a picture of my you know, my the best gift I've ever had online somewhere. So if if anyone's actually interested they could see it, but you know, it means something to Oh, me. that would be amazing. Someone yeah, else could that see it go, that's just shit. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it. I do love it, yeah. Okay. Uh, so next question. Um, do you ever click on clickbait? Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why. It's because I'm so naive. I'm, I'm so shit at, like, the internet. 
as you probably found out like before we started this where I couldn't work out how to do this I'm just rubbish and so I'll see and I genuinely believe it I still ring up the number that says you've won 10 million pounds in South Africa I go oh really have I oh that's amazing you know so yeah I'm sort of naive and I'll believe it and I'll go on there you know it's like yesterday I clicked on something going you know, they're taking Mrs. Brown's boys off the TV. And then I click on it and it goes, yeah, because it's shit. And it's like, I fell for it. I for it again, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. no, I do I do understand that. I um, I asked the question because uh, the, the other day, um, and I knew it was clickbait at the time. I saw one of these. Um, did you ever see the series Lost? Yes, and I gave up on the last sort of season. <laughs> Well, yeah, you didn't miss anything. It was, it, 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 I think, it had jumped the shark. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, was it the, guy, the the really big guy? Was it Hurley? I think his name was. And oh, I saw, yeah. yeah, and I saw a clickbait the other day, and it, and I knew it was because it said, "You won't believe how Hurley looks now." And I just thought, I even know, and I just couldn't, I couldn't resist it, and I clicked on, and like, and it. Turned out it wasn't even anything to do with that, and I, I was I was seriously annoyed because I knew that was the case, but I still clicked on it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm similar, man. I'm like I know this isn't going to be what I want it to be, but I have to know for sure because <laughs> I won't forgive myself. It's fear of missing out. What do they call it? FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gullible, naive, all of the above. So. <laughs> um. So next question. Do you believe in ghosts? I reckon I do, actually, yeah. Going on from that last thing, I'm gullible, naive, why not? <laughs> and, and no experiences, though? or Yeah, I've, I've, I've had a few, yeah, actually. I mean, my parents live out in the middle of nowhere, and it, it was the most classic ghost story of all time. You know, my dad told this story about, the old people that lived there and, you know, I think the guy's wife died in a tragic accident on the land. And, you know, every now and again she comes back and all this kind of thing. And you'd be like, oh, my God, as a kid growing up, you'd be like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. Because it was in the middle of nowhere. I was really lucky to get, you know, living in Devon and the countryside, no neighbours. And I had to walk a mile to get into the town. Yeah. So, you know, you were totally isolated. Which is why lockdown's actually been pretty easy for me, if I'm honest. But that's a that's a different topic. But um, there was this story about the wife who would come, you know, who would come back every now and again. And I had no idea that my dad had sort of prepped one of my friends. <laughs> like I, it made sense, like years later. But my friend was like, you know, he was out there at night and he saw this flower sprout in front of his eyes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? And then this ghostly shadow. And I was totally like, I believed all of this as a kid. And you know, my friend, who was my age, was in on it. And I'm like, how could you be in on it? It was my dad like playing this trick on me. So, yeah, I, I mean, I do believe that there are things out there. But, I mean, you know, uh, everyone loves a ghost story. And I think, you know, creeps you out. Yeah. You know, I, I like the idea that the spirits live on. I don't know if they are if they're out there surrounding where they are but you know who knows i like i like the fact there there's something else <laughs> yeah 
it's it's true what you said as well though about, about that story because um i'm the same i, I live up in uh, norfolk and we we live we haven't got any neighbors for for miles and we were watching some kind of crime drama one night and it was some horrific kind of sort of serial killer and then i had to walk, walk up to the wood store which is yeah, probably about 200 yards from the house and there's a wood kind of right along the edge where we walk and and I can do that journey every single night no issue whatsoever but having watched a thing about serial killers I, I walked past this wood and my mind just went into overdrive love it that's exactly <laughs> it but that's great I think you know well, yeah, it's great it definitely makes you feel alive when those uh, those things kick in yeah it's funny I, I remember I, I would sort of be younger I'd get my friends to drop me at the bottom of the lane to walk up to my house just so I could see the stars on this walk because it was so gorgeous it's so beautiful to see the stars out there and I'd do this walk and I'd be you know probably a bit half cut had a few drinks or whatever and you wouldn't really think of it and I would always say if you drop me at the bottom of the lane completely sober <laughs> and go right walk up yeah. and I'd probably shit myself <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it's... you know stupid isn't it just mind playing tricks on you like that yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can do the same journey, and depending upon your mindset, it is a totally different outcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, next question: Are you a forgiving person? I think I am. Yeah, I think I am. I think um, with my friends, family, people I know, yeah, hundred percent. Don't really suffer fools. I'm quick to judge people on the first meeting, which is a bad trait. <laughs> you know, but. I know that's bad because I think, you know, it's, I don't, I don't really suffer fools if I'm honest. Yeah. So it's different. It's difficult because if, if you know me and you're friends with me, then yeah, I think forgiving definitely because, you know, but if I meet you and you're a bit of a dick the first time, it's very going to be very difficult for me to not think you're a dick the next time. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, well, I don't fall into the dick category, hopefully, but I, I, I fall into that category of, uh, yeah, if I, if I kind of make a judgment call, it's, it's, going to be very hard to kind of get back yeah, in you know which is i think is a negative on the whole if i'm honest because you could be missing out on some great people because of you know it, because of this i'm quick to judge them and i know it's a bad thing of mine it's but you know sometimes it happens where someone else from the band might bring someone into the group you know friend or whatever friend of a friend and they're around you're like i don't like that guy yeah and i've judged them and the next time they come around i've still got that same feeling about them but then a year down the line, it's familiar, and I'm like, oh, actually, they're all right. So, obviously, people will feel exactly the same about me. I'm not, you know, I'm not, not blind to that. But there, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we're we're lucky that we meet so many different people, just being in a band all the time. You know, you're surrounded by awesome people. If I'm honest, you know, the people that come to the shows, people that work and just in the music industry i just you know i think we're very fortunate to meet these different people like yourself you know and every now and again there's gonna be a dick yeah yeah that's just the way of life you could you know working in the office you're gonna meet one you can't click with everyone can you so no that's very true Um, one of the questions i know i've got i don't i think it's i've kind of got split into a few piles but one of the questions i had which i specifically knew i wasn't going to ask you in fact i don't even know why i put it in there but now it's come up um how how easy do you find it to, to kind of talking to strangers is because I know which sounds like an odd question because of what you do but is it something do you find it relatively easy to engage with people sort of straight out the door I'll be honest I'm pr- I, I'm pretty comfortable with it oh okay I don't yeah I don't have a problem with it I feel 
just in life, I want to be as welcoming and as nice and as, you know, I guess some people find it disarming, I think, when you're really, really welcoming straight away. Yeah. And it could, you know, but I mean, I've always tried whenever we've met fans or people that work, I always just wanted to be, you know, nice and polite, I guess, and just be like, you know, we're all doing this together. And just because I'm in a band, my shit don't stink, you know, I don't think <laughs> it's that thing. Is it's like, and I've met lots of people in bands that come across rudely, but it's not because they're being rude. It's because they're mostly shy. Yeah. You know, and they don't know how to open up and be polite with people because they're just introverts and they want to just be quiet, but they're not being rude. Yeah. And then there's the other, yeah. there's the other guys who are just assholes, but that's just, like you said before, that's just, um, yeah. in life, isn't it? Yeah. I, it's a cross section of, yeah. I've never had a problem with talking to strangers really, you know, just, I don't, you know, it's part of the gig as well. You know, growing up, I think, you know, I was always, when you're a drummer, especially a drummer, any drummer will tell you this. It's like, yeah, I love playing the drums, but I don't like playing them by myself. I like playing, I like playing them with other people. I want to make music. Yeah. And so as a drummer, you've got to be sociable. Otherwise, no one wants to play with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 so definitely. Really, you know, I, don't, I remember being, you know, 18, 19, driving up from Exeter where I lived with, the, you know, everyone else in my other bands were a bit older than me than, than Exeter. And we drive up to London to go out for the evening just to meet people and bands and talk to people so we could get gigs. Yeah. And I was always like, that's, well, that's just what you do, isn't it? <laughs> So, yeah, never, never had a problem with it, really. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, so, next question. Who is your hero? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, he's proper. Goldie Horn, been in awesome films. And apparently, I've never met him, but I've known people that have met him, and he's just so cool. Oh, that's, that is excellent. Like, this band we toured with in America, they told us this story. They were parked up on a day off. And they're in a Walmart car park. I don't know where. I want, I want, you know, somewhere in the Midwest America. But they got this knock on the tour bus door. And it was Kurt Russell. Right. And he was just like, hey, I noticed the tour bus. Do you mind if I have a look around? <laughs> and it was like, yeah, of course you can, Kurt Russell. <laughs> and they gave him merch, you know, hung out with him for an hour. He was just like, oh, wow. because Goldie Horn's daughter, I think, had just started going out with Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. Right. And it was like, I want to see where my stepdaughter's going to be hanging out, you know? Yeah. You know, I want to see these tour buses. And I think it was just really cool. I mean, you know, hero's a weird word. I don't really, I just think people who have had a big influence on my life, probably musicians like Bonham. Roger Taylor's probably my main one from Queen. Just, you know, musically had the biggest impact on me as a drummer. Yep. You know, you've got your favourite actors and all that kind of stuff. Hero's a strong one, isn't it? But, you know. Yeah, no, 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 I know what you mean, kind of. People uh, you look up to and you think if it probably influenced your style or the way you look at things, you know? Yeah. You know, I've always looked yeah. at people that are sort of smiley and happy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to spend time with someone, you, the last thing you want to do, I think, is... is be with someone who's going to bring you down, you know, I've, I've, that's uh, kind of a no brainer, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree. I've always sort of, always thought of myself as fairly positive and had a sort of decent outlook and tried to be an upper, you know, obviously everyone has their down days, but 
always try to be fairly positive. I say fairly because I think it would just be annoying if I was just bouncing around like my kittens are at the moment, just blindlessly happy. Even though I love them and want to eat them, they are still really annoying. So, <laughs> have they? Because uh, I know you mentioned before we came on air um, uh, that you've just got them. Have they? Have they been named yet? Yes, we have Domino. It was named after the Bond girl in Thunder Girl, uh, Thunderball. Sorry, so I'm a big James Bond fan. Yep. Um, and we have Belle, who was named after Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That was my wife's choice. So. That'll be cool. Very cool. Um, Blue com- Domino. Look. It's a complete tangent. Um, who's uh, who's your favourite Bond? Oh, Roger Moore, without a doubt. Yeah. Don't even have to think about it. Licence to Kill, Roger Moore. That's the number one. For me, yeah. It go, it, I, I, it's, for me, it goes Roger Moore, Sean Connery, Timothy Dalton. They're the top three. Really? Timothy Dalton? I love Timothy Dalton. I think he's fantastic. Wow. I think his two... I would love to have seen him do more films. I think he, the only two he did were they're in my top ten. I love him. Oh, interesting. I'm a bit of a Bond nerd, if I'm honest. I listen to Bond, <laughs> this Bond podcast called James Bond Radio. I did a James Bond quiz with my mate a couple of weeks ago. I've got them all on VHS, Blu-ray, DVD. House is a bit of a memorabilia Bond thing. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a geek, a bit of a nerd about that. So George Lazenby wasn't on your list of top Bonds? No, I've always had a problem with George Lakers and being not as him as Bond, but I never liked On Her Majesty's Secret Service as a film. And when I'm listening to these podcasts that I do now, you know, this, this specific podcast, they're like, it's, you know, top top five Bond films. They And I rewatched it the other day and I was like, it's just not for me. And I think it's because I don't have any nostalgia with it for me. Because I didn't watch right. until later. For some reason, all the Roger Moores and Sean Connerys I watched when I was younger, but the Lazenby one never came into it. And I watched it when I was like in my 20s. So I never had any real nostalgia for it. Right. You know? Well, it was it was never really shown, was it? Because, I mean, obviously, growing up, I'm sure you, you, you were obviously in the era where ITV and BBC always showed a James Bond film on Christmas Day, etc., didn't they? And, oh, and that, that film was just never shown, was it? No, I think that's exactly what it is, because I had them all on VHS, off the telly, before I bought them on VHS, for some reason, so you could cut <laughs> out the ad, because that was so important. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... Yeah, yeah I, I think you're totally right. I think my, you know my favourite Bond films are Octopussy, which is controversial. Right. Your Eyes Only, Spy Who Loved Me, Live and Let Die. I love Goldfinger. I love You Only Live Twice, Licence to Kill. I mean, I'm just pretty much naming them all, aren't I, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Living Daylights <laughs> Daylight is top five, easy. It's great. That was actually. Timothy Dalton, wasn't it? Yeah, Dalton, exactly. Who's your favourite, then? Um, oh, his, his, this is the worst thing. His name escapes me. He's the current one. What the hell's his Daniel name? Craig. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. He's just got that kind of rugged English... Well, I just think he's completely believable as, as the character. Um, totally agree. And, totally agree. I'm like, for me, I love those new films. I, my worst, unfortunately, and it's not his fault, is Piers Brosnan, because right. I, I thought Goldeneye was amazing, but then I just don't like the rest of those the rest of his films. But I think as right. Bond, he's really good. 
I just don't really like the films as much. And Daniel Craig, I love the films and I love him, but it's just too new and it's it's a different take on the series. I think, you know, in about 10, 15 years' time, after a few more actors have maybe taken on the role, I think, you know, for me, I'll probably look back at it more fondly because I love those Daniel Craig films. I think they're stunning, but it's it's just... I'm really, um, I can say the word nostalgic, but I can't remember the word I want to say. You know, when you're, um, I'm very sentimental. That's the word. Right. Totally. My wife says it, my family say it, you know, I don't like throwing out a Hoover that I bought. <laughs> I'm, one of them. I'm one of them people. I'm a hoarder. I like, like stuff. And I'm sentimental towards Roger Moore and Sean Connery. So I take it also on films as a as a whole because obviously you mentioned kind of your favourite film. Is it one of those films I'm going to assume that you've watched probably literally hundreds of times? Then have you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm very much in the the camp of I I like obviously I love new things, but when I watch something that makes you feel and takes you back to a time, I think that's really nice and special. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm funny enough. I think if, if I had to kind of say a favourite film for me, it's Con Air, funnily enough, of all films. Um, Con Air is a great film. Yeah, and and I mean, basically every time it's on, um, I will still end up watching it. My wife just says to me, why can you watch this, like, you know, triple-figure times kind of thing? She goes, you know, every, I mean, you know virtually every word of the script, but like you say, it's just it's just so comfortable. It's just like, you know, yeah. putting on a comfortable pair of slippers or whatever. It's just, it's just, you know, just takes you away from everything. Exactly. And so and I, I find a lot of times when you watch things like that, that are so familiar, it doesn't matter if you look at your phone or you do get on with something yeah. else, just having it there in the background is that ease of like, Oh, this is lovely. We always have this thing on a Sunday where it's like, right, let's stick a Sunday film on. And that Sunday film yeah. can last all fucking day. <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> You know, we're watching it. It's just having it on in the back, and you're putting yeah. it, and it will last. And it's just like you're pottering around. It's just nice. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, next question: What's the best concert you've ever been to that you weren't playing at? Oh, great question. That's been, there's been quite a lot. Actually. I've been quite lucky. I saw um, in recent time. Recently, there's been a, there's been a few. Um, I went to see Queen with Adam Lambert. I saw them twice and I thought they were incredible. I also saw yep. Tears for Fears recently. Oh, wow. Last year. They were incredible. Then on the other spectrum, a few um few years ago I saw Nine Inch Nails in Prague. We went to um we were playing a festival with them. And so we played and we were finished by about six o'clock in the afternoon. And at this festival it was in yeah middle of Prague. The the lineup, check this out for a lineup over the three days. You had Nine Inch Nails, Limp Biscuit, us, Lana Del Rey, Body Count. Um, it was it was everything. It was like a Reading and Leeds like from the nineties where you had like the biggest rock, act. and then you had all these big pop acts as well. You had all these big old. School, it was this huge festival. And we were like, this is amazing. Oh wow! But there was no, there was no one there. Really, it was empty. Wow. So we played this show. And we were like, this is weird. Watched a few other bands. I, can't, I think we watched Body Count. And we were ha- hanging out. And it was like, right, let's go up to uh, watch Nine Inch Nails. 
Yeah. And the promoter said, right, you can go in the, um, there's like this VIP bar. And so me, me and the crew, our wives were out with us as well, actually, girlfriends and wives. So it was a bit of a nice hangout. And we're up there. We're watching Nine Inch Nails from the back. If you can imagine Download Festival. Yeah. And you know, like right at the very back on the hill, if you're watching the main stage. Yeah. We were that far away having like these drinks. And we were like, there's no one down there. <laughs> This is weird. And so we just walked and we walked. I shit you not. We walked to the front of the stage. Wow. And watched, watched Nine Inch Nails just going, this is amazing. And we all of us just stood there. It was, you know, obviously there was a, a few thousand people there. Yeah. It was like having, it was like having 5,000 people at download. Right. That's the best way to describe it. So it was wow. all spaced out. You could just walk to the front of the stage and Nine Inch Nails were just crushing. So that was probably one of the best ones. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Rolling Stones with my dad about 30 years ago it was great. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's been so many. I mean, you know, it's been such a big part of my life going to gigs. Yeah. I go to them as much as I, you know, when we're off the road, I'm always going. My wife works in the music industry, so she's always dragging me to see new bands or <laughs> things she's working, which is good for me, you know? Yeah. I, I enjoy it. And, you know, I like a beer, so it's quite social. <laughs> who who that um who that is still playing today um have you not seen that you'd really want to see oh that's a good one like a, like an older band that i haven't seen yeah yeah older band do you know what i, I wasn't i mean they're not playing anymore but they were about 10 years ago i wanted to see the police when they reformed i missed that which is a shame i saw phil collins for the first time last year or two it was two years ago I love 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 Phil Collins and the play. I had um, was it Regatta de Blanc, um, Outlander, Stamore, and was it Ghost in the Machine? Oh. After me, I think you had the yeah, the, the first three albums. I absolutely loved. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Love the Police. I mean, you know, the, the older bands. I guess I'd like to see the Who, even though there's only two of them. I'd still want to see them. Yeah. Um, Fleetwood Mac, actually. They're still going, but it's it's you know I've I'm not very critical as well when I go and see these bands. This is a thing I've learned. A lot of people they go to slag off. I'm not one of them. It's like oh it was better. It's like if I had a good time, a genuinely good time, I want to go and watch a band and sing along, have a drink, have a laugh. That's all. That's all I'm. In, that's all I want. You know, yeah. I'm not, yeah. not going to be watching. Oh poor Stevie Nicks. She missed the tambourine bit that she used to do when she was 20. It's like, yeah. well, she ain't 20, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because um, I I, uh, I was at um, a Bloodstock, I think about maybe three, four years ago with a band I managed. They were, um, they were, they were playing there. And um, the, the, one of the headliners was Sabaton, and I didn't know anything about them. And I heard a few people sort of say, you know, are they, you know, they're not a serious band, et cetera, et cetera. And I, like I said, I knew nothing about them. Went out and watched them. They were phenomenal. I mean, they just, you know, they they just had everyone jump in. I mean, they, they put on such a show. And I just thought, how could anyone say anything negative about this band, you know? Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I think a lot of people go to judge. I mean, I get if you don't enjoy the music. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I mean, I think atmosphere... I think if you're going and you and you're going with that impress me vibe, you know, mm-hmm. like, bring me over. I think it's very difficult. I think if you're just like 
stumbling across it. Oh, wicked. Yeah, I'm into it. That's cool. I just, oh, just a bit more easygoing. Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, I can, I can appreciate Ingve Malmsteen, but I can appreciate Steel Panther because both are going to entertain me, but from totally different ends of the spectrum, you know? Well, yeah, that's it. You know, a lot of the time as well. I mean, for me, in, this is a metal and rock specific statement I'm going to make, and it's very drummer orientated. When I go and watch a band and I see the drummer tickling the drums, and we're talking heavy bands, yeah, like a heavy sounding band, a groove sounding band, and I see the drummer tickling the drums, it's the ultimate turn off for me. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm like you're playing this stuff that's supposed to be played with passion and it's like heavy and it's hard and you're there just tickling. I'm like, nah, I want to see, I want to see Roy Miorga from Soulfly and, what's, and Stone Sour having it. Or what's the, what the new drummer, well, he's not new anymore, but the guy who plays in Sepultura now, um, I think he's called El Roy. He, or, I don't, don't want to get his name wrong, but his drumming is so technical and like it blows my mind and he is having it and you know i'd watch lamb of god on the other side for me and people find this you know controversial i guess i couldn't stand watching chris adler play <laughs> i couldn't stand it brilliant but i just would watch it i go oh my god first of all you look bored and secondly you're just tickling and i yeah. just like and if, i don't know that's just my personal thing it's like i want to see people having a good time and that's infectious to me yeah absolutely absolutely we're ju- just as a tangent were you a neil perk fan do you know what i respected him but i rush never did it for me i never got into them oh really yeah i know i know it's, it's a weird one i just missed it right you know it's not that i listened and i didn't like it it's just it was never in my world yeah, well, that happened. I mean, that happens, and I found out, especially doing this. Um, I mean, fortunately, already we very quickly started being approached by bands, sort of asking to come on the show, and and there's bands, and I consider myself. I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive rock and metal fan, um, but there's there's the odd band that have approached me, and I don't even know who they are. So you're a hundred percent right. I mean, you can have some bands that have got you know half a million million Facebook fans, sold you know huge sales and you've never even heard of them so it's it's become such a big world from that point of view yeah I, it was a name that i was always associated with when i was younger because i i love bands of that time it's just for some reason i was like oh okay rush i don't really know anything about them and i never yeah. had the inclination to go out and find out more it yeah. wasn't until the last 10 years really that i knew anything about rush hmm. and by that time i was you know there were other things that I was listening to, I guess. Yeah. But I know, obviously respect the master, you know, Neil Perton, master drummer. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And, you know, the, the band are huge and props for it. It's just, you know, if people say, do you like Rush? I go, I don't really know Rush. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's definitely fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Um, okay, well, what would your perfect holiday be? I'm a bit of a desert beach kind of guy. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm like seclusion i don't want to mix with anyone <laughs> i want to go out i don't want to be bothered I'm, I'm completely opposite to my sister in that respect who wants to basically go on holiday and just be in and do you know mix with those different people i'm the kind of guy that 
so if, that, if someone talks to me on holiday, another couple or another family, I'm just like, okay, yeah, great. You know, oh god, now we're gonna have to, now we're gonna have the awkward. You have to say hello to them the next time we see them. Oh god, yeah. no, just that thing. I'm just stay away. I like just yeah. The last holiday I went on actually uh, went to Mexico and it was brilliant. So. I like beaches, but I also like culture in there as well, as much as I can get of the local culture. Hot though, always hot. Right. I mean, I live in a short in shorts and vest. That's what I'm wearing right now. I went out to the shops this morning, shorts, vest, doesn't matter if it's raining. So anywhere I can legitimately do that and, you know, not catch you. So I have to ask the question, do you, are you one of those people who kind of does that in the middle of winter as well? Yeah. Do, and, and then do you get people who, and the reason I ask, I own one pair of trousers and I only use those when I'm cutting the hedge outside uh, for protection. Um, so I do exactly the same thing. But midwinter, the number of times people will actually say to me, are you not cold? Yeah. I mean, I just like the freeness it gives you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other holidays can't. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm into it. When, yeah. I just, you know, I'm not a naturist by any stretch, but you know, I like wearing as little clothes as possible, really. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> but I, do, I, you know, I do like going out, you know, in the evenings, dressing up, put, put a pair of jeans on to dress up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so again, completely switching gear. Um, which of your friends are you proudest of and why? Well, that's hard. Uh, do you know what I'm proud of all of them mate they're, you know they're all getting on through life they're all doing what they need to do I couldn't single out one I think you know as a friend it's like you want to be there for your mates when they're having a bad time and when they're having a good time and those friends change don't they in terms of they're not all having a bad time all at once you know yeah. some people go through those struggles and you want to be there for them but then a year later, one of your other mates is going for it. So I'm proud of them for just all just getting, getting through life, I guess, and just you know, not f-ing up. Yeah, yeah, Keeping yeah. Out which, of jail. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is <laughs> yeah. huge, isn't it? You know, I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, it's you know, it's um, I mean, you know, everybody is faced with their own challenges. So as you said, just 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 getting through from day to day is you know. Yeah, but you know, one thing I will say that that. I try and say to all my friends or, you know, we talk about it is just try and enjoy the ride. You know, don't be thinking about the next step all the time because you'll miss what's going on. And I know that's very cliche to say, but I think it's so true because if you're always focused on the next bit, it's good to do that. Don't get me wrong. I, I, with the band and my career, I'm always focused on the next bit, but you have to live in the moment as well. I think you have to enjoy the time you're in. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, give yourself things to focus on and work towards 100% goals. That's a different thing. But I think, you know, especially with the band, I think when we first started, some of the, there were certain members of the band that we were achieving these great things and we were very young at the time. And they weren't really taking that in. Right. You know, it was like water, it was like a duck's back. And I was always, myself, always like, Oh my God, we are in Las Vegas playing a rock show. When was the last time you were in Las Vegas playing a rock? You know, the first time, and yeah. just like just this enthusiasm going, Oh my God, Oh my God, that's just me personally. Yeah, you can't make everyone feel that way, but I've always been 
trying to keep my feet on the ground of what we're doing at this time right now, you know, try and yeah. make the best thing that you have at the, t- at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that kind of goes full circle back to what we were saying very early on as well, isn't it? Not having regrets. Um, you know, if you can, if you can just not have any regrets and not have the, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd done that. It's, it just makes life so easy and comfortable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's nothing I can do, but maybe if I could go back in time, I could have probably said to the guy that was going to run, I don't know, Napster or Spotify or all of these, can you just wait 10 years? Because (laughs) if you wait 10 years, I could have probably done with a bit more cash to, you know, pay my mortgage. (laughs) 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 As much as I love playing rock and roll, I love, you know, don't want to go for free. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's yeah, that's fair enough. That is absolutely fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, last two or three questions. Uh, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I think of myself as. Uh, am I spontaneous? I don't know. I don't know if I'm very. That's a difficult one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's me. I don't, I don't know if I'm a. Uh, I mean, I can't even say the word. <laughs> without, so, without yeah so, so so ironically you'd have to get back to me on something that's spontaneous yeah i don't know if that's me i mean you know i went shop, i went shopping with a mask and gloves this morning so i, I i'm fairly cautious in that respect I don't, you know okay I don't, so I, I don't know yeah so we'll, we'll we'll retire that question then and 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 we can put you in history as what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done i wore gloves and a mask this morning that could yeah or i'll get back to you <laughs> um if there was a day uh in your honor how would you want people to celebrate it well that's a good question what a great question i mean you know look bank holidays everyone loves a bank holiday don't they? so yep. you know we're talking about having a bank holiday. We could have it on my birthday every year, 25th of January. So my birthday is a bank holiday. Yep. Unfortunately, my birthday is in winter. And everyone hates winter. And everyone, no one wants to go out because it's 25th of January. So it's a month after Christmas. Everyone's like, oh, I'm skin. I'm broke. I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm doing dry January. I'm doing this. I'm like, okay. So getting people out is a real pain in the ass. So we're going to put a pin in that. And we're going to have my day in the summer actually no 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 my day will be in september to really piss off the government and we'll have a bank holiday just when everyone goes back to school so if everyone goes back to school they come back and there's a bank holiday right right when they come back yep after 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 the after like the the august bank holiday a month after that yeah so that's my day and we'll have barbecues on the beach everyone having a few drinks Maybe another festival, actually. We could have a bank holiday festival in September that's a bit like a bloodstocky download, heavy rock vibe, but also mixed with 80s pop. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it'll be compulsory for everyone to in- attend. Of course. So it'll, be, it'll be the biggest 80s pop heavy metal festival in the world because we'll have every, it's compulsory for the population of the United Kingdom to attend. And everyone has to wear shorts and a vest and no spontaneous actions at all. No, there'll be rules that you have to obey. <laughs> so it'll be my it'll be controlled fun. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, right, last two questions. Um, 
What song do you just have to sing when you hear it? Um, Paul Young, um, Wherever I Lay My Hat, is that's my home. Excellent. It, it, does it, has it got a tie-in to anything, or is it just the song itself? It's the song itself. It's The bass line at the beginning is just awesome. It's Pino Palladino. I think it's his first bass line, the first proper session he did, or the session that made him famous as a bass player. I was reading that. I just think it's a wicked song. I mean, it's a real down. It's a real downer. I mean, it's the one you put on at the end of the night to put everyone to bed. That's the joke on tour. Put, put, put Paul Young on. I'll sing. Everyone goes to bed. And we talked about my singing. So, <laughs> okay. So the very final question, and this is always the same question that we wrap up with: um, What would you want your headstone to read, or after you were gone, what would you want people to say about you? Oh, he was a good. <laughs> that is that's perfect. That is that's that's the, that's the we're talking about James Bond. That's the the quintessential English answer. <laughs> it had to be he's a good or brilliant. Yeah, it's something along those lines. Exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It's been fun, dude. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Rockdown Podcast. If you have, please uh, check us out uh, on Facebook at the Rockdown Podcast. And if you fancy leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, that would be fantastic. Uh, This week we will leave you with Nobody by Skindred. My song, we come to take over. MC, you better look over your shoulder. Yeah, you know, we are in Make the crowd jump up, crowd get out of the rapper. Then the rapper got me to punk hip hop. Unity sound, killer groove, non stop. And if it is this place, I this song will survive. Strength and power, I got keep them alone. My song will come to take over. MC, you better look over your shoulder. Yeah, you know, we are unknown. Oh, well, no. Swing drag me in all your area. Bring the rockers, you know, we're superior. And them a try flex with it, show them the rock a punk power. Watch them head twist, sting like a scorpion, buzz like a knee. Full of fast office, it has a drop, black toy. This is what we want, yeah. You got to know if you think you're a star, come and have a go. My song, we come to take over. MC, you better look over your shoulder. Yeah, you know, we are the Song, time to shop it online.
gets out and they shop it for life. Nobody, nobody gets out alive. Oh, when they gets out and they shop it for life. Can't find me one and two and six and seven and four and three and four. When they gets out and they shop it for life. I'm a cartelman, but they tell them what they tell them what they tell them. Nobody gets out and they shop it for life. Nobody, nobody gets out alive. Oh, when they gets out and they shop it for life. Nobody, nobody gets out alive. Oh, when they gets out and they shop it for life. Nobody, nobody gets out alive. Oh, when they gets out and they shop it for life. Nobody, nobody gets out alive. Nobody gets 